right, Sean. So right. five things we learned last yes. year. Yes. Masculinity. Mentally. Physically. Physically. Faithfully and, and emotionally. emotionally. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to make this the fourth podcast. You cry a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker always gets me crying. I'm just kidding. That's I'm what just, I like about Eddie. I'm just I'm an emotional <laughs> man. <laughs> Pussy. All right, man. I didn't learn shit, so. <laughs> you didn't learn shit? It's your time to learn Man, okay. All right, man. So, no, so what did you learn masculinity? So I wanted to bring up masculinity first because essentially mm-hmm. that's what this podcast is based around. Right. Right. Finding your masculinity as a man. Mm-hmm. And so we started our podcast last year. In fact, we started hanging out more last year. Right? This, this is where it all started. And when we hooked up, it wasn't really uh, not like that. Oh. When we linked up. I was like, I didn't remember. <laughs> Did we? When I gave you that drink and we hooked up. Oh. And you didn't know anything. Uh, whenever we linked up last year. That's why I was sore. Um, I wasn't even, like, the masculinity um, subject wasn't even in my... My Later. forefront and my mind, anything like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just something that I wasn't even worrying about. And so, where the fuck are you talking shit about uh, fake alphas? <laughs> hey, I'm I, just kidding. I fully admitted continue. I was a fake alpha. <laughs> continue, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm fully, because I was a hurt little man. Okay, me too. I've dug down. I've dealt with that. I know. Don't bring my past up, baby. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> I do this for you. I hold my hand and shut the fuck up. No, All right. Now I'm wet. <laughs> Great. Now we're going to have to replace your floors because we're both flooding it out. <laughs> All right. So for masculinity, what I learned last year was what real masculinity is. Okay. To embrace being a man, but also allowing myself to feel the softer things in life. Not only that, but to be more assertive and demand more for my life mm-hmm. and from myself, but also to remain empathetic to those who have not gotten to that place yet. Yep. And it it sounds like opposites when you think about it, because you know if you're if you're being more assertive and you're demanding, like you know, people often think of being aggressive, but as we covered in the assertiveness podcast it's, it's not about being aggressive no you, know, you, you can be demanding and you can be assertive without being aggressive being an asshole and being all those traits that people like to tack on to masculinity that have nothing to do with being masculine right so being assertive is more than anything just be direct be honest right and be honest with yourself with the things that you want your intentions right. and who you are right. as a person that that's it yeah it has nothing to do with me being like aggressive you, or trying to figure out the fear. things that you want for yourself and for your life, and then you demand more. Now, the reason people think that it's aggressiveness is because people are not used to being held accountable. Yep, and they're mm-hmm. not used to being told that they are, in fact, the toxic ones, mm-hmm. and that you don't want them around. Exactly. And that you don't need their shit. Exactly. And that sucks because you're going to lose a lot of friends. You're yeah. going to lose girlfriends. You might lose your spouse. You might lose your 
brother, your sister, people. But if they're fucking your life up, yeah. Did you really lose anything? No. And the thing is, like, if you if you change yourself, one thing that you have to understand, like, if you change yourself, and it comes with the family stuff. So when it comes to your family, of course, you're gonna family and friends. Because when it comes to relationship with women, if you lose somebody by being assertive, that's a win. Right. But when it comes to your family and friends, even your friends, uh, if you change, then your family is gonna see those changes, and they might they might feel spiteful against you at first, because they're used to who you used to be. Yeah. And when you start becoming more assertive and stuff, and you hold yourself accountable to bigger standards, better standards. Now you're holding them accountable to those standards, right. which it doesn't feel good for them, but it feels good for you. Mm-hmm. But once they see those changes in you, then they start they start to follow up on your steps, right. which is the best part. So it's not about you changing the world; it's about you changing yourself to change the world. Right. But it starts once you. you change and you start to project the the rightfulness exactly. of things. Mm-hmm. People notice that exactly. And they think, well, I'm not doing those things. Should mm-hmm. I be doing those things? Why is he doing those things? Let me have a conversation with that guy. Yeah. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Right. And you start having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then instead of being an asshole to somebody who's asking questions, now you're you're more in tune with why people would want to ask. And then you have those discussions with people instead of arguments. Exactly. And well, a good thing. A, a lot good less pra- fuck yous for the right reason. And a, and a good practice for that will be a stoicism, which we right. talk about too. Yes. So as a man, as a masculine man, you have to be stoic and not a hundred percent, but as long as you keep practicing stoicism, mm-hmm. it becomes better and better and better. It yep. comes, it becomes your second nature. So it's just something that you, if you don't want to fight with nobody, you don't have to. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to be in conversations you don't want to be in and you can be as, as, uh, respectful and just be like, listen, I don't want to be part of this. So I'm just going to bounce and that's it. Just not let the monkeys do what monkeys do, and you do you. Do you, do you baby? Do you. And they can just be KY jealous. All I'm saying is, you're responsible for your life. We said this before. We're going to say it again, and we're going to continue saying, you're responsible for your life. So if you want to live a good life, then you got to make the changes yourself. No one else. Now, for that to happen, you have to look for help. You have to look for other people that can help you that are on a higher level than you are and they want to help you but you have to be humble enough to ask for the help because if you don't ask for help then you're screwed too yep so there's a lot of things that played out with being masculine humbleness respect honor uh intentions assertiveness being direct honesty like having a mentor and being a mentor exactly and the thing is that you're holding yourself accountable you're holding yourself to be a standards so you don't put up with bullshit no more. Right. And that's what people don't like because people like to bullshit you a lot and you're like, nope, no more. So it gets lonely, you, but at the same time, it gets better too because your life is getting better. Your money is getting better. Your finances, car, whatever, like things are just going to start getting better. So do you really lose someone? No. Nope. And if you're, if you're losing people to find yourself, then fucking hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And you never know, like, those people might do the same thing and you might cross paths again. Yeah. And things might be good, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes in the moment you got to, that, that's that's really what they mean whenever they say to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. right? They don't mean, whenever people say you have to sacrifice 
in order to like have success or meet your goals. It's not just about like putting in the extra hours and not being with your family all the time. It's about if you love somebody, but they are absolutely a burden to your soul, letting them go, even if it's for a short period of time while you work on things and then coming back and just being like, Hey man, like I was gone because this, this, and this, and I can't allow that anymore. But if you would like to, you know, like essentially restart our relationship, you know, things, things and things play out to be differently, then that's awesome. I'm willing to willing to do that. But if you don't think that things have changed in the past, let's just say six months or a year, then, you know, there, there's nothing here for us. Mm-hmm. And that's any relationship, friendship, relationship, mentorship. I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. So the real the real sacrifice is dealing with your emotions and feelings when things start to go not the way you want it. Being but honest the way they're it. supposed to be and the yep. way they were supposed to go. Because like, I think the biggest thing is like losing a relationship. That's hard. Losing friends. That's hard. I mean, losing people at all is just hard. Mm-hmm. But I think whenever you're in a romantic relationship, you have to let go of that person because it's just not something that is good for you. I think it becomes a point where you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be like, what do I want? Do I want love? And and do I want love in this girl? I mean, it, it's not even love, but it's like, do I want this girl and be unhappy for the rest of my life because I'm not in my purpose? Or should I go through the breakup and to the heartache, but within a year be a completely different right. uh, person? So it's a choice. One of those is easier than the other mm-hmm. and a lot less scary. The thing but it kills the- you inside way more than it does to have a breakup. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Oh, It destroys you because it's over time. And the thing is, like, he's going to, the receipt, just like I said, the receipt is going to come. Yeah. And the cost and the price of your choices are going to come. So if you chose a girl and it becomes toxic and you guys just don't, I mean, the heartbreak is going to come no matter what. So is your choice to deal with it now or deal with it later? Right. So, All right, man. So for masculinity, what do you got? So for me, it was a lot of self-introspect. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot about like looking inside of me and be like, what am I, what are my shortcomings? Where am I lacking? Where am I, where are my strengths? Where are my lacks? And work on those things. So becoming more masculine, being more assertive, having tensions, be more direct, being honest. At the same time, I was spiteful and shit. Like there's, there's bad patches on 2021. Yeah. The thing is, like, I became more centered on myself, more aware of who I was. And the reason why is because when 2021 started, this podcast was just an idea. Right. It was just something that it was on my head. And I was trying to figure out what to do, how to do it, how to help men. I was getting all this information. I was changing my life. I was learning a lot. But at the same time, I wasn't seeing any results. But it was because I have to walk the walk. So it's not just about learning and things are going to change. It's like learning and walking, which is the which is the hard part that you have to put the things in uh, in practice. So that's when it starts to get hard because because you start going through different experiences, adversities, 
things don't work out with a girl that you thought it was going to work out. Then your friend doesn't talk to you or you have problems at the work or this or that. So you have to like deal with all those, all those things while dealing with your own emotions and shit, traumas and all those things. So, but the thing is like, I did it. I deal with everything, you know, and I had and I, uh, I'm grateful. One of the things that I'm grateful is that I have great people around me that helped me a lot, took care of me. And whenever I was feeling down, they were there for me. One other person is you, Jose, Roberto, my brother. Those are just different people that I can be grateful for. Uh, so embracing my masculinity not only helped me a lot to change my life and make this podcast a reality, but it has shown me a lot of the sacrifices that as a man you have to make. And I think one thing that we, uh, one thing that I want to make, it's, a, I guess, an advice. So I watch movies from medieval times, or like the old ages, like Gladiator, Braveheart, uh, what's another one, good one, King Arthur, like all those type of movies, uh, uh, The Hobbit. Uh, Night's Tale and shit. Yeah, like things like that. And watch how men acted back then. How much respect was actually respect. Honor. Having honor was actually having honor. Like how important those things were. Having used one woman to love and being with a woman, protect a woman was important to you. Uh, having a family, uh, fight for your freedom, be a man, hunt. Like values and standards that we don't have no more. Like, we need to bring those standards and values back. Because that's what makes nations great nations. Yeah. What makes a nation a great nation is not the freedom, but it's the values and standards that we hold ourselves to. And if we can hold ourselves to standards, how the fuck can we have freedom? Yeah. So, I would recommend you guys watch movies, those type of movies, but watch them with a different perspective. Watch what the watch what the men do. Right. Watch how they act. Take notes. Be how stoic they were. How, even in like the worst times, even facing death, they were smiling because they knew yep. they were doing it for the greater. Like we don't have to go on fights now. We don't have to fight the next tribe or like the next clan. Like we don't have to do that. Right. But back in the day, that was a reality. And men face that reality. I want to be back then so bad. Hmm? What? <laughs> if I could live in a time period, that's what it would be. Yeah. And that's what makes us men. Because we used to harness or, or masculinity. As a kid, a lot of kids lose their parents and stuff, but they were uncles. Same tribes, they will help those kids to become men. Yep. Because that's how they survive. You have to men out of men. So... That's the reason I've been working on this and masculinity and learning a lot about masculinity because we need to harness that energy again. Right. So I we agree. can, so we don't let our nations fall. And I'm not saying like the U.S. is like the greatest nation. Like, no, we have fucking problems, but problems that weak men have created. Yep. That not having standards have created. That not having values have created. So it's not, it's not that. America was never great or, if, or is great it's just that we're not holding ourselves to standards no more right so and now 
we have 20 episodes, 21, 22 are being recorded. So what I learned is just like be a doer, be a man, like take care of yourself. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. Exactly. Be a warrior. We talk about king, warrior, lover, magician. Become those things. Be those archetypes. So you can change your life for the better. And like I say, again, it's going to get lonely. And you might be feeling bad because you're saying, well, I'm doing all these things and I don't attract the things that I want. Well, it might not be the time. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's not coming. It's just not the time. Right. Because you, you can be lonely going through those steps and everything. Mm-hmm. But once you get close to the to like the other side of that bridge, like you'll start attracting more and more people because people watch you. Yeah. I mean, even the people that might judge you for it might end up being like, Oh, okay. So he's he's actually not full of shit. Like mm-hmm. he's actually doing something. You know? And even the haters, like the haters, <clears throat> will stay in contact and like checking up on you. Yeah, even them. Oh, hundred percent. So it's like you're attracting haters. You're attracting good people. You're attracting yeah. everyone. Dude, I have people that I've seen and they like laugh at me or something like that. But on Instagram, they're asking me questions. And after they get the information, they don't say thank you. They don't. They don't do anything like that. They just disappear. They don't. Yeah. You know nothing. I give them the answer and they leave. But I'm I'm still gonna fucking give them the answer because mm-hmm. I know more and it's my job to to do that. Yeah. It is. So the thing is like harnessing your masculinity, harnessing your intentions, harnessing who you are as a person, as a man. What do you want to do? Knowing yourself, dealing with your emotions, dealing with your demons, dealing with your uh, traumas, like dealing with all those things and rise from all those things is what makes it's like you become more attractive because you have more scars. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a woman or like society, it's not the it's not the knight with shiny armor. It's the knight with the armor that is like destroyed and all the stuff that has more experience. Right. Just like they say the sailor, like whoa, how that saying goes. Like it's not the sailor that stays in the bay with the sailor that goes into the ocean that knows more. Right, right. I don't remember how the saying goes. But it's basically going through the experiences. Yeah. Going to the heartbreak, going to the brokenness, failing. It's actually going through those experiences that make you a man. Because if you're just going to be fearful and you're just going to stay in your room because you don't get, you don't want to get your heart broken again, or you don't want to deal with failure, or you don't want for people to see you like a fool, then you're not going to become nothing. And a great example is like we had shirts made, right? Yep. No, I have said this before, and I know people make fun of it, but it's like I'm Mexican, and uh, English is my second language. So, of course, me and me, me and Sean came up with some designs. And what was the design that I fucked it up on? Sorry, hon. Sorry, one more time. Sorry, I didn't answer that. 
So what was the design that I fucked up? The what? Can you explain in the design of the shirt that I fucked up? Oh, uh, so it was supposed to say owed nothing. As in like nobody owes you shit. Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 you're only given what you earn, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, the font that I had used was a little too thin, but you could use the same font and make it hollow and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And so we, we needed to make the, the font thicker. So Eddie figured out a way to make it thicker and he had to remake the design <laughs> and he made it owned nothing, which I mean, you know, shit happens. But whenever you sent it to me, I didn't catch it the first time. I should have caught that whenever you sent me the picture yeah. of it, but I didn't because I would. It it it's one of those things where you're like, I mean, you're excited, you yeah, you're excited. You're just like, oh man, that looks so good, and, yeah. and then you're just scrolling through the photos, and you're like, oh man, these look so good. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice it until I was showing James the pictures. <laughs> I was I was actually going through them. I was like, wait a second, fuck. <laughs> After we had ordered them, and with that being said, I'm not ashamed of it, dude. I'm actually gonna put that shit on a frame, and that's gonna be in my office. It's badass. Yeah, because yeah. why? I risk to be a fool in order for make this company and make this business and make make something out of nothing. Yeah. So I'm risking looking like a fool, and I'm actually gonna take a picture with it too, and explain the story. But I'm risking being a fool for the sake of making something out of myself instead of just being like, oh, I don't want people to think or think that I'm dumb because I don't know how to write shit. I don't right. give a fuck. Yeah. English is my second language. I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not mad about it. Are you going to I thought it was funny. No, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, do you think I'm going to, like, whatever your opinion is is going to make me feel less? Right. Fuck you. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't care. Okay? Yeah. To me, it's funny. To me, I feel proud about it. And like I said, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to fucking put it on Instagram and tell the people how much of a fool I am for doing that shit. But I take my fooliness and I'm yeah. I'm doing something motherfuckers you gotta run with it man exactly <laughs> I'm just saying um so that kind of goes that also kind of goes into the the mentally mm -hmm. pillar the mental the mental pillar alright so what do you have for mental so for mental um it's been a wild fucking year for me man yeah. I mean it's been a wild year for everybody but You know, looking back at it, I was like, damn, dude, like I've never been, I've never been someone who gets sick and I got sick like four fucking times. <laughs> I, it was my first full year back at the gym since 2019 and it was a lot of education, you know, uh, especially here. So for mentally... I um I learned to show more gratitude instead of focusing on things that maybe didn't go as planned. Um, being thankful for the things that are good instead of that didn't go well, you know, and being grateful for the things that didn't go well because down the line, whenever you try again, it could be better. Mm -hmm. You know, things get better. I also learned to challenge myself to do the harder things. Like I was saying on, I think it was our first 
2021 review podcast that we did where I was talking about how I got the little the little voice in my head mm-hmm. now that tells me, hey, it's only 10 seconds if you Your wash conscience. that dish. It's only, you know, it doesn't take very long if you just do it now, you know, instead of waiting, put it off till later whenever you have all the other mm-hmm. shit to do as well. And then, you know, you start to get overwhelmed if you're not, if you don't just take the 10 seconds or two minutes to do something in that moment, it's going to take you so much longer later because you've also got 17 other things that you did at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like all that little shit adds up and then it becomes overwhelming and you're like, well, I guess I just won't get everything done. Whenever you could have just taken like one or two minutes to mm-hmm. do whatever the task was, you know? Yeah. And then, um, one that you, you kind of pushed on me. Was to think more and move with intention, uh, with more intention, right? Because beforehand it would just be like, oh, we're starting a podcast, let's record tomorrow. <laughs> you know, oh, we're doing this, let's take a video tomorrow. Oh, we're doing, you know, just jumping on it, jumping on it, and jumping on it. And while that's not always a bad thing, you gotta, you gotta think about it first, mm-hmm. right? So, doing things <laughs> and uh, thinking them through a little bit further than yep. just. Than just the outline. You yep. Know? And then the last one is self accountability. Uh, knowing when I'm wrong, admitting when I'm wrong, and fixing my wrongs. That's that's a big one. That's good. Yeah. I'm just manipulating you, bro. So. Yeah, maybe you could put that on your mental ones. <laughs> Got really good at manipulating. I'm manipulating Sean. people a lot. <laughs> getting what I want so when it comes to mentally for me it be, it's becoming a second nature for me not to fall into the victim poo uh, yeah falling into becoming a victim because back then when I was dealing with my depression and stuff becoming the victim was something that was like second nature to me All Right. so when something happened or things didn't go the way that I wanted I was always like why me why me oh god if this only happens to me you know I'm I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't have luck or I'm just not going to, shit's not going to happen to me, blah, blah. So I was always falling into that mental victim state. Yeah. As of, as of, as of now, it's more of a, okay, that's fine. We're going to continue moving. Yes, I'm sad. Yes, I'm days and whatever, but it's not killing me. I'm not dying. I still alive. I still can do shit. Yeah. I still can work on things. So. Yeah, it sucks that these things didn't work out. It sucks that what I wanted didn't happen. It sucks. Yeah, whatever. Keep moving. Because something else is going to happen. So I don't fall, like mentally, I don't fall into those pity parties or like just being depressed again. I get my moments where I, where I, uh, I have my depression, but it's just like now a crippling depression like it used to be. Now right. it's just like, okay, I feel my emotions. I go through the, I go through the emotions. And then I get myself out. I was like, okay, we don't need to waste time because we have things to do. Mm-hmm. So being more busy doing things is what keeps my mind away from falling into victimhood. Keeps your mind productive. Keeps, uh-huh. Keeps my mind productive. So instead of like, let's say, oh, shit, fuck, you know. Because uh, I think the biggest one for me, and I know people have figured out this by now, is that I'm, I was like, since I didn't grow up... Uh, we don't need a love. I'm actually looking for love. And I mean, that's not 
not supposed to that's not supposed to, that's not what you're supposed to do right so when things don't happen with uh, let's say we're in a relationship or something then i get down and i'm like oh fuck bro but instead of that it's just like oh shit i have to work on info greatness in espanol because now i'm going to start doing videos in spanish and i have to work on info greatness in english because now we're going to start posting videos on on the youtube channel So instead of me being like, oh, why didn't this happen? Or like being in my room crying or like doing all those things. No, it's like, oh, shit, I have to work on these things because I have goals to meet. Now I have a vision to make. So I have to work on these things. I have to write down stuff. I have to work on right. uh, like what I'm going to say on this episode, what I'm going to say in the next episode, uh, editing videos, posting on Instagram, posting on my Instagram, shirts. Like now there is more work for me to do. So instead of being like, oh, shit, blah, blah, no, I'm like working on stuff that is making me more attractive, that is making me more uh, productive, that is making me better. So that's what, that's the big change on me mentally, that I don't see myself as a victim no more, but I see myself as a, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. I mean, adversity and shit is going to happen. That's inevitable. No, if you have a family, if you don't have a family, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you're single, you're not single, adversity is going to happen either way. And you have to deal with it. So whatever is your situation, just be grateful for your situation. Uh, gratefulness and being actually a doer. Those are the other two. So being grateful for what I have has actually changed my mentality to now being able to receive more blessings. Right. Like I say, Christmas last year, I didn't have a lot of money. I was able to spend some money, but I didn't have a lot. This year, it was different, so I was able to buy, like, good gifts. And I'm not saying because it's all about the money, but I was able to spend a little bit more money on my family. Right. You know? So, that was good. Give a little bit more back. Exactly. And without breaking my bank account or without getting in the reds and without uh, not paying some bills. So, my bills are paid. My things are paid. And I was actually able to give gifts. You know? It's a good feeling, man. So, yeah, it's a great fucking feeling, dude. Being able to provide. So, those are things that gratefulness, uh, being aware, it's a big change for me. Mm-hmm. You can see it, baby. You can see it. Can't wait, bro. I can't wait. things to get better they gonna <laughs> motherfucker because we're putting in this work dude yep you you the fucking results can't run from you they can't hide from you they can't elude you if you're just constantly putting in the fucking work exactly mm-hmm. that's just how it is you know That's how it works. And people don't want to do that, which is why they don't get those fucking results. And then they're complaining because their life is shambles and shit. And yeah. it's like, oh, you didn't do shit. That's why they're sitting in a fucking 80s Honda on the side of the road, broken down at 300,000 miles because they can't afford to pay $250 for a $7,000 car a month. Fuck, man. See, you dig your own grave. That's something that you, you have to understand. Grave, You're man. digging your own grave. You're responsible for your life. Nobody else. 
Yeah. You're the one that is responsible for you. So until you get that shit on your head, then nothing is going to change. Yeah, dude. My, dude. I mean, like, my grandma would send me a couple bucks here and there for my birthday and shit. Mm-hmm. Or if we're on the phone or something, I'm excited that they did something or, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to do this. She might send me a card or something. She still sends cards. Send you a card with, like, 20 bucks in it, 40 bucks in it, you know. But she's not out here fucking helping me with car payments and helping me with house payments. Like, I had to get that shit. Mm-hmm. She might help with groceries every now and then, you know, just because she feels like it. But I'm like. But it's not that she has to. No, not at all. In fact, I tell her not to send me money. There you go. Every fucking time. <laughs> so you don't have to give me anything. I don't need If you going to give me 20, don't send nothing. Right. Send I'm me like, a thousand. I'm like, I don't need anything. It's okay. Just a card would work. I don't need anything in the card. I don't, you don't have to send me that money. It's okay. I'm rich, you know? Yeah, money's tight. <laughs> Look at my new guitar. <laughs> Should wait till you see the next one. All right, so I'm just playing. You're not. I am. Yeah, sure. I am. Yeah, you were like, it's going to be at least until the, were, I'm waiting were, for the back half of the year to come around. You were fucking grueling. On that shit. Drooling. Yeah. But I'm going to wait a while. A week. No. I got to pay off this amp first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had to have it financed. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right, baby. Growing my credit. Never missed a payment. What's up? All right. So, physically. All right. Third pillar. Physically. So for me, since this was my first year back at the gym doing things, went through um, two coaches. I guess technically last year I went through two coaches. I went through a really shitty one that I worked with for two weeks before I told him to go fuck himself because he was scamming me out of my money. And then luckily I didn't lose much. And then the next one, I worked with a lifestyle coach, and it still just wasn't wasn't what I wanted to do. Did he tell you to <clears throat> drink green tea and do booty workouts with bands? Which one? The lifestyle the one? The first one. The first one? No. Do Zumba for cardio? He didn't. He, I mean, he sent me good stuff, but he, he like, the first time. I paid him. I paid $1,000 because Sean doesn't play. No, that's not even true. Actually, I didn't really want to hire anybody, so I only paid him two hundred. Oh, two. I sent him two hundred dollars for eight weeks, which is cheap, right? Yeah, actually, it is. Two hundred dollars for eight weeks is cheap. You get what you pay for, man. And so, (laughs) I sent him two hundred bucks. He, a week later, exactly a week later, sent me a diet back. Sent me a training plan back. And said, I'll talk to you next, I don't know, Friday, whenever check-in was. I don't remember. Saturday, maybe. I'd send him the check-in. I wouldn't hear from him until Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. By that, time, other people. by that time, I'm already a fucking another weekend, dude. What the fuck? So, like. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like. Why, why can't you just respond within 24 hours like any other fucking coach that I've ever worked with? The fuck? You either want to be a coach or you don't. You know? You got to prioritize that business. 
If you're going to offer a service, prioritize your business, or at least tell somebody. Why are you looking at me like that, dude? <clears throat> I wasn't your coach. No, I know. You're not. So I got rid of him and hired a different coach who was more of a lifestyle coach. He let me kind of put things together, and then I would tell him what I was eating and how I felt and everything, and then he would kind of send me recommendations to optimize that and, you know, like feel feel less hungry or make an exercise feel feel better or, you know, stuff like that. He was more lifestyle-based. Lifestyle mm-hmm. And that was cool. It just wasn't like – it wasn't as fulfilling as I wanted it to be, right? And I worked with him for uh, three months. And we actually lost, uh, I lost 20 pounds with him and that was good. But, but again, like I made up my own diet and all that stuff. So it was like, I did all that work. He would just be somebody that I checked in with and he would say, eat more protein at this meal or move this meal to there, move that meal to there. You know, like he wasn't telling me what to eat. It was just like, you know, if you, if you cut out half your carbs here and put in double the protein, like you'd be fine. You know, stuff like that. But it was, like, my diet that I made up, everything like that. And, like, he was helpful, but it was, like, I don't know that I want to keep paying for this if, like, I'm doing 90% of the work. Like, I could just do this alone, you know. And then that's where people get fucked up a lot, (laughs) thinking that they can do it by themselves and get the exact same results. And And not only that. It was just like, it wasn't, it just wasn't how I wanted to do things, right? I still didn't feel how I should feel. You know, like for you, like we're telling this story, but it's like, I know you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you want someone that you, your need, like your needs are so specific that you sometimes sound delusional, but I get it. It's what you want. (laughs) What? I'm serious. What do you mean? No, I get it. Like, these coaches wasn't, weren't the right ones. But it's like you're so picky about stuff. And because you have so much knowledge, just kind of like, how can I say this? I like, think I know it, more than the coach? Yeah, I think it comes a second no, nature that you all. know more. And sometimes that kind of bothers you. And I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit that you know your shit so you can do it yourself. But I get it that you want to have a mentor because mentors are great, especially right. coaches and stuff. But I think it's just like, it's like, okay, it's like going to going to therapy and telling the therapist how you should work on your shit. Right. Yeah. So that's how I see it sometimes. I understand how it may seem like that. Okay. But I want somebody that I can mesh well with. I know. I want somebody who knows more than me and absolutely shows me that they know 100% more than me and has different experience than me. Okay, so the guy that I worked with that I lost 20 pounds with, great coach. I highly recommend him to anybody. His name is Steve Shaw. I found him because um, if you know Mark Lobliner, the CEO of Tiger Fitness, uh, Steve was like his right-hand man for a long time at Tiger Fitness. He was the editorial director. He did all the YouTube videos with Mark and everything. Like He was, he was a big deal over there. He's lost over a hundred pounds. He's he was originally a power lifter. He got fatty liver disease. He was basically diabetic, I think, at one point. He reversed everything by losing over a hundred pounds. He try, uh, he's he's in his fifties now, running marathons with his wife and all kinds of shit. Like I highly recommend this guy. 
but I didn't, I didn't mesh well with what we were doing. And it has nothing to do with how he approached things or anything like that. I think he could help someone who I'm friends with better than he could help me, but that's because of what I want to do. You know what I mean? So I fully put that blame on me. Like, that's just where I was, you know? And that's kind of the next thing that I was going to is after I left him, I kind of like had to have that like discussion with myself. Like, so if I'm willing to like put money towards it and I'm willing to do this, like, what is it 110% that I want? You know, like buy it nice or buy it twice. Right. Which is why I buy all this nice shit. So it's like, what do you, what do you want out of this? What are your requirements for a coach? Like, what is this? Right. Like, what do you want to do? You know, and it was like, well, I want to look like a fucking bodybuilder again. That's what I want to do. But you know what I've never done? I've never worked with a real bodybuilding coach. Like a real one. Someone who actually fucking pumps out professional athletes. Right. So I was like, I want to I want to get with one. Right. That's what I want to do. They offer experience that I've never gone through. They have more insight on training literally everything right so i was like this is exactly what i want and i didn't have any idea of who i wanted i just knew in my mind you know i want to hire a bodybuilding coach i'm going to see what my funds look like a month i'm going to see what i can what i can do i was coming up on my big bonus on um december and i was like okay you know i've roughly got this much to spend and then Stacks, baby. I was listening to the It's Just Bodybuilding podcast with Dusty Hanshaw and Ron Partlow and Scott McNally, the producer. And so Scott was talking or whatever, and then he said something about clients. And I was like, I wonder how much he costs because he's got so much knowledge because he's kind of like. And so. So he's kind of like, to me, he's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the bodybuilding podcast industry, right? Because he's, because he's, he's a podcast producer. So he has his own network. And so he does like five or six different shows with different people of like all different industries, powerlifting, bodybuilding, like all professionals. Like he does everything like drug coaches, like. All of it, right? Scientists and shit. Like his fiance is one of the smartest people of all time, right? And she does all kinds of drug uh, podcasts. <laughs> she doesn't do all kinds of drugs. She does all kinds of drug podcasts and stuff okay. like that. Because I think that she's got some sort of degree in like chemistry or something like that. Okay. And so he like absorbs every bit of that, right? And he, he knows so much. And then I started seeing him... Uh, at the end of the year, because that's whenever all the big shows were, he was pumping out pros. And I was like, I like this guy's work. You know, like I saw his before and afters and all this stuff. And I've talked to him a few times in reply to some of his stories about the podcast and stuff like that. And he's always reaching back out and he's always really nice and helpful and informative and just like wants to help people and all that. And so I just, you know, re- responded to one of them and I was like, how much are your rates going for? Because James was looking for a coach as well. So I was like, you know, I'm thinking about hiring a coach and my friend is looking for coaching. Like, how much are you charging? And can you send me the the rates the rates and everything like that? So I gave my email. He sent it over. And I was like, and it was like 12 weeks for 400 bucks. And I was like, 
I was like, all right, I got it. So like two days later, I sent him the money. He called me. Um, we talked for almost an hour, a long time about everything. Picked my brain, picked his brain, talked about some personal life stuff. And then he sent me a plan back, like <laughs> literally like within a few days of paying him. You know, we're going to do this through the rest of the week and then we're going to give it the next whole week since we want to get a whole week in there. And then we'll just check in, you know, not this Friday, but the following Friday or Sunday. So that's what we did. Right. And then like he responds to every single thing. I can send him a video of like me doing a set on something and he'll literally like put it up on his TV and he'll like go over like some cues and stuff like that. Like a video of him going over my cues and stuff like that. And like, he's super fucking helpful. <coughs> Sorry. And this is all stuff I talk about on my YouTube channel. Uh, cause I have a series that I'm doing over that. So, so that was like the coaching aspect for me. Right. So physically what I learned was I need to treat prehab and rehab just as important as training. After taking that almost year off of 2020, I came back in 2021, had so many fucking injuries. Like I couldn't squat down. I couldn't do lunges. I couldn't do hardly anything. And now it's to the point where like I can squat like once a month. <laughs> like I can't do it just all the time yet. Like I'm just not there yet. But like every other day to like not over push it or whatever he has me doing like rehab work and all kinds of different stretches and strengthening movements and stuff like that and so that's going really good and i finally like can at least do most of what i need to do right i'm, I'm getting back up there good the second thing was something that i actually learned from scott that i already knew but i wasn't I had never quite used it in the right way. You know, like people tell you, you know, like do supersets, do drop sets, do all this stuff. And I did those, you know, every workout. But when people tell you to go lighter and to use tempo, like time under tension, you know, like go down four seconds, go back mm -hmm. up and then immediately go, go back down. He, that was, that's something that he pushes. And so he has all these form cues, but he also wants me to lighten the weight. And he wants me to like do a perfect rep every single time, but not stop at the top at all. Like keep moving it, keep moving it, keep moving it. So like a set could take like a minute <laughs> essentially, Yeah. but it's with less weight. So I'm less likely to get injured from it and I have more room to grow from it. And that's been like a whole fucking game changer. So instead of doing like a hundred pounds plus on bench press and stuff, dude, I'm stuck at like 75s right now. <laughs> And I'm doing sets, and those are like some of the hardest sets I've ever done. Which is like, uh, it's amazing, dude, because that's something like it's just, well, that's kind of like the basics. Right. That's a basic, like, you know, that it's not about the weight, it's about the rep. Right. But I guess sometimes we get too caught up in like showing how strong we are and stuff like that, that we just forget. Yeah, or you just feel really doing. good and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to move up. I'm yeah. going to move up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he, he made me do more reps because I was doing 
you know, I've messed with all kinds of reps or whatever. I finally just stuck with eight. I was just doing eights, you mm-hmm. know, or I would do like five sets of five or four sets of eight. Those were my, those were kind of like my favorite ones because I was really strong, but I could also control it. And he's like, nah, we're doing 10 to 12s now. He's like, Which I was really confused when I started working out with you that you were doing fives or eights. And I was like, how the fuck do he wants to see like changes if he doesn't, like there is no, that's not enough. Yeah, I just see it that way. It's just not. It's just not. It's just not enough. Right. Like, yeah, you're lifting all this heavy weight, but for five. Yeah. Like I just don't. It's just different, man. So it's making things harder, but with stimulus instead of mm-hmm. weight. So it's way harder to to ascend a 75 pound dumbbell down with four or five seconds than it is one second. You yeah. Know? And you're controlling it more. Plus, you're getting way deeper down there and like stretching everything out way more just fucks me right up dude i love it man learning a lot from it all right that was really long physically what's up so i didn't (laughs) no that's good man that's all good information uh i I don't really have a lot because i really didn't learn a lot other than i have to take more care of my body now yeah because i'm not getting any younger well, it's a big one because you hurt yourself a couple times. Last yeah, year. so it's like this year I actually hurt myself bad yeah. to the point that I was like, "Fuck!" Like I cannot keep doing this shit or crazy shit that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So number one, I tore my calf. Number two, I fucked up my back and like my lower back, which is like the worst. Mm-hmm. Lower back combined by hip fucking pain is not good. Couldn't walk dude for like three fucking weeks after turning my fucking calf. Yep. So it's like the one thing I realized is just like. I'm not getting younger. I'm not getting any, and I'm not saying age is an excuse because it's not. But now you now you have to be more conscious about the exercises that you're doing and yep. why you're doing what you're doing. And you got to warm up a lot better. Exactly. So I have to stretch, warm up, like just take care of myself. Yep. Actually, take up my vitamins, my glucosamine, like all that shit that I have to take. Now I have to take it. So, uh, but with that being said. I really never felt like I needed a coach because I think I have like a, not like I don't need it, but like I feel like I have a good uh, foundation when it comes to workout. Maybe try different workouts. That might be a different thing. But I feel like whenever it comes to like my reps and stuff like that, I really put focus on like mind-muscle connection, like the 5G connection that they call. So I really put a lot of attention to that whenever I'm working out. Making sure that I feel the muscle I'm actually working on, that like feel it. Right. And I realized that whenever it came to my back, shoulders, and like pretty much all my upper body, my lower body, when I started putting more attention to those details, like I grew more muscle these last year. Yeah. Than what I did in the other years. Yeah. Like it kind of, I kind of like blew up because now I see myself and I'm like fucking wider. Barn door. My baby. lats, my my lats are like fucking just there. Like, and I try not to pose it because, like, I feel like whenever I'm like really putting myself like in a straight, like straight position, I feel like I'm showing off because I feel like I'm doing the fake alpha shit. But no, I'm not. It's just like I'm built big, you know, yep. and I'm getting bigger. So I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I need to chill out. But for me, it was more of a of a just learning my body. Learning right. what works for me. My intentions. What do I want? Do I want to look shredded all the time? No, I don't. Because I know that's not what I want. Unless I was going to compete, then of course. But I'm not on that mindset. Like, that's not important to me now. Competing. Um, 
I know for you, your goal is you want to get shredded and stuff, and that's perfect. And I'm gonna fucking hold you accountable to that. But like to me, it's just like I don't, I don't. How can I say this? I don't. It's not your goal, man. Yeah, it's not what I want. You know, I want. If I want to eat a cookie, I yeah. want to fucking eat the cookie. If I want to have yeah. pizza, I want to eat pizza. And if my coach tells me to eat a can of fucking tuna with roaches on top of it, I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's like, and I'm gonna fucking suffer through and it. And that's what I like. That's what, that's what I see. Like you being the set for Rosie, you're the set for Rosie to my Bobby, and I'm the Bobby to your set for Rosie. You know, set for Rosie is just like lean, fucking cut, and and fucking Bobby is like, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm doing my thing. Yeah, of course I want to look lean. But I don't want to be like a 5% body fat without eating and check out my sodium, check out how much water I drink, check out what I ate. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. So, like, as long as I can look lean and big, that's all I want. That's all I want. So, learning that, learning how my body works, learning that I can injure myself way faster now, it's just eye-opening. So, yeah. It has taken me to, which at the end of the day, dude, I still like, sometimes I still show up. Yesterday I was doing legs and I was doing the fucking hack squat and I went up to five plates again and I was going to go to six, but I was like, no, I don't feel six. So I just went up to, to five plates and mm-hmm. I was like, at the end I was like, man, I shouldn't have done five. I should have stayed with three and do more reps and I bet I would have get more, more of a workout than going up to five. Maybe so. Yeah. So it's like. Those are little cues that I that I have learned and that I have like put in my mind that it's just like dude, like don't worry about the weight, don't worry about this. Like just fucking make sure that whatever exit like whatever movement you're doing, yeah. you're really feeling it. Because that's one thing, man. Like my body, as soon as I like started working out, like I just feel like I fucking explode. Because I can feel the difference. What I don't what I didn't want to work out, like the last two weeks of December that I didn't work out at all, I felt loose. I felt like Yep. Uh, and now that I'm working out constantly, I can like see myself more hard and like actually touch myself. I was like, oh shit, like I have muscles. Yep. You know, so I was like, okay. So that's what I learned, Shanzi. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, man. The one that I never like to touch on faith. <laughs> can you pause it? I need to go pee. All right. All right. So talking about faith. What do you get, Sean? All right, man. So I think I talked about it. I don't know that I actually said the whole story, but over the summer while I was working, uh, work outside, and uh, I had a heat stroke. And um, it was... You saw the light? (laughs) It was not fun at all. But... um, in that illusion, or should I say um, hallucination of things, I heard some voices, heard some things, pretty weird to me, mm-hmm. never uh, experienced anything like it, and, um, you know, told me some things, changed my life, been a little bit of a harder worker since then. Been a little different. What do you heard? And uh, just, just some things, man. Say it, bro. That's that's between me and whatever it was. You know, so bro. I don't I don't know 
quite what I believe. I'm still not there yet, but I'm a little further than I was. So this year I kind of gained some faith in believing in something bigger than me. Bigger than old Shanzi, which is hard, which is hard to, to hear. Cause I'm, you know, in my head, I'm the biggest motherfucker there is. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, having gratitude for everything that I have and whoever created me. And, you know, cause I don't, I don't really have a definitive answer for that, but. It was it was a wild experience, man. I will say that you do you do have and you do know who it is. Thing is, you still have to build that, and I'm glad that you're taking those steps, because like I said before, I will never push religion. I will never push my faith on you. Never. Yeah. I will never. And, do you, it. and you know, whenever we started, it wasn't even something I would talk about no. at all. Like mm-hmm. I just deny, deny, deny. But the thing is, like, you have to understand that there is something bigger than you. Right. There is something watching over you. There is something controlling things. And it's like my whole life, I just wanted a sign, right? And then, like, I guess, like, at the right time. And the thing is... At an unexpected time. And the thing is, man, is like... So this is what I... In my experience, when it comes to faith... Are you done with with the faith stuff? Yeah. Okay. So my experience is, like... We are really good students to the bad role models. And we are the worst students to the good role models when it comes to faith. Let me ask you, let me tell you why. Because the wrong role models to the faith and stuff, we have these people that, oh, you have to be a saint, you have to be this, you have to follow the rules, you have to, you have, otherwise you're not eligible for God's love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have the good role models that know how humanity works, that know how to be a fucking human. And then even though they're good role models and they have great relationships with Jesus Christ or God, whatever you want to call it, they still know that even though they have those good relationships, they know they're human and they know they're going to fuck it up and they know God knows, but they still, they don't let the sin or they don't let those bad habits destroy the relationship with a bigger self. Okay. And that's something that I had to learn myself. Because I was really ashamed uh, of the things that I was doing. I was really ashamed of myself, of my past. I was really ashamed of all the stuff that I didn't, that I wasn't really allowing God to work on me. Right. And even though my faith and I have a personal relationship with God, like I have that, I, I want to say this is like I have had experiences where I know He's real, where I know He's been there, where I know. He's the one that has completely uh, protected me from crazy shit. And to me, that's real. It might not be real for other people. That's fine. I don't care. That's my reality. But the thing is, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to really uh, make my relationship more uh, solid with him because I was listening to the role models that aren't good. The ones that aren't telling me that I'm not good enough. That I'm not good enough. And one thing that you have to understand is that you cannot understand God. That's the first thing that you have to understand. The Bible, whatever comes on the Bible, it's good. Those are good things. But the Bible can be used for evil too. 
this is what people don't understand. Right. The Bible can be used for evil things too. Okay? So, trying to enclose God in a book, stupid. It's a book of teachings. It's not a book of the whole fucking reality. Okay? God is science. God is like everything. And we can all understand that because we just can't. And we're not supposed to. We're supposed to know that there's someone that is protecting us, that there's another life, and that's all we need to know. We need to be good people. We need to do good for other people. We need to love other people for us and for other people. We need to hold ourselves to standards and values, which that's the thing that we don't want to. And that's the reason we have so much of a we have so much of a problem with God and and Jesus and all these things like religion. Because we don't want to hold ourselves to standards no more. We want to be free. And we think that freedom is going to make us feel happy. And yeah, for for a month, two, three months. Okay? Like, if you want to go ahead and, as a man, if you want to go ahead and just fuck girls, do it. There's a lot of consequences behind that. STDs, not wanted pregnancies. There's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're happy within the five minutes that you come. And then what? And people that had actually lived those type of lives. And when they tell you that it wasn't what they wanted. It's true. Because you're living in a place of sin. You're living in a place of of, uh, of doing something that you're not supposed to do. Right. You know? So... When it comes to my faith, I understood that it's not on me to allow God to love me. He loves me because he loves me. It has nothing to do with me accepting or not accepting that love. He just does. Either I accept it or not. He's there. And there's nothing I can do. And saying that he doesn't exist makes it more of a proof that he <clears throat> exists. Because if something doesn't exist, you don't know. But when you know, it exists. Right. Like if I tell you right now that, do you know what is? No, right? You don't know what is, right? Because it doesn't exist. Same thing. You know what I mean? Interesting. Or did I just confuse you? <laughs> no, I get it. So, if it's acknowledged, it's obviously something. Mm-hmm. So if there's proven, if there's proof, if there's something that you have to deny that proof, it means that it exists. Because you have to deny it. Okay. I see your point. So if it didn't exist, then why are you denying something that doesn't exist? Right. But again, that comes with experiences. That comes with allowing him to work on you. Right. Like I can tell you my experiences and you can take whatever you want to take. But until you leave those experiences, that's when you start uh understanding more. So that's the reason, right. like I said, I will never push I will never push uh religion or anything on my friends or people. But I have I have my faith. So I'm glad man you had that experience. I told you. 
I told you. He told me, everybody. All right. Emotionally. You big, <laughs> you big sappy fuck. Let's, let's do this. It's the last one, man. So emotionally, I didn't really have... Oh, come on. A clear idea. So I started with... Give you examples because I didn't know what to say. All right, man. So emotionally, this year, I learned to allow myself to embrace emotions that are deemed negative for men to embrace. Mm. Okay? Sadness, depression, anger, you know, anything but I'm okay. Right? <laughs> I'll be fine. Because that's, that's how it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, right? That's how it's supposed to I'm be. I'm fine. Take it. I'm okay. It's I'm whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I'll be all right. It's going to get better. Yeah. And then um, the last one was kind of a bigger one to try and open up more to those closest around me. Uh-huh. It's always been weird to open up to people. Like I'm already, I'm already an open book, but like, and I'll say anything to anybody, you know. But it's also like digging deeper than that is a little harder for me. Uh-huh. Like especially in person, it's just. <laughs> It's very it's very difficult for me to just want to dive into that, right? I'm still manipulating you on that, so that's okay. <laughs> well, I'll let you work your little voodoo. So I had a voodoo doll. <laughs> was that my butthole? <laughs> Shit, the wrong place. <laughs> oh, I was going for your mouth, but you talk so much. <laughs> so those are those are the things that I had um, for emotionally, man. Well, emotionally, I would say, like, learning how to handle my emotions, my feelings. That's what I learned this year, you know? Yeah. Learning what emotion I'm feeling and why am I feeling that. Always making questions instead of just victimizing myself. It's like, well, why am I feeling like this? Right. What's the reason? And if you watch or if you listen to the podcast, you can you can see that, that mm-hmm. evolution there. Yeah. You can see the evolution of all of this in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been doing it since, what, like, August? August, I think. Yeah, just to, just in the past six months of podcasting, like you can see the evolution mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, dude. And sometimes I think like I don't give myself enough credit, which has that's one of my biggest uh, breath flags, let's say. Yeah, that I don't give myself enough credit to who I am. So that's uh, that's always a big one because I still don't feel that I'm on a level or I'm attractive. So. I feel that I'm, I cannot attract, but then I look at myself and I'm like, dude, look at look at everything that you have done. But it's just myself not giving me that the luxury, let's say, of of, uh, of feeling good about myself. Right. So that's something that I'm still working on. It's getting better, but it's just something that I'm I always deal with. Like I'm just not like I can do more. Or I guess I hold myself to such big standards, which is not good because I will never meet those standards unless I start being grateful where I am and move on from there. So I guess me more, uh, giving myself more credit. Because I hear stuff from you, I hear stuff from Sean, I hear stuff from Jose, like you guys telling me how I have evolved, but it's just like me really getting in my head right. the things I change. But I'm not the same. Yeah, spiteful motherfucker. 
Beta Beach. <laughs> Beta Beach. Yeah, dude. So I think that's that's what I learned. Nice, man. This has been a nice little review. Yeah. You know what else I learned? What? It's actually pretty magical. What? If you hop on the internet and you go to axonsledge.com <laughs> and you and you and you buy something. Right? But under the order summary, it'll say promo code. If you put Shanzi 10 in there, no spaces. S H A W N Z Y 10. You save 10%, dude. Damn. Yeah. If you spend 100 bucks, that's free shipping. What's up? Still too expensive. Ten percent, baby. Ten percent. Oh, I realize that I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, what's the fucking word? So on the challenge, I realize that I'm not eligible. Why not? Because I don't consume their shit. So just buy one thing and do it. It's too expensive. No, it's not. Yes, forty dollars for fucking maminos. Dude, it's fucking high quality shit. I know it's high quality shit, bro, but it's just. <laughs> I love them. Don't get me wrong. It, I know it's high quality shit. And I love the two. Like, I love the people that founded that fucking yeah. company. I see. I think I'm going to get. Uh, I bought a shirt. What happened with the shirts, bro? Oh, so with the shirts, they were talking about them on the podcast. So what they did with the shirts. Which they probably should have like put this with the order or whatever. So what they did was they put them up for pre-order. They didn't mention that it was pre-order. But they had a deal with the printer, right? So instead of charging Axe and Sledge or yeah, instead of charging them for everything, they, they took everything at cost. So if the shirt cost 15 bucks or whatever, then Axe and Sledge only paid them like the 15 bucks for the shirt. And everything else went to the thing so they wanted to make sure they didn't run out of shirts so they did a pre-order so they would actually get an actual count of shirts and then send it over to get as much as they possibly could to get towards that fund so the shirts are in production right now it's all right dude you did the right thing what's the worry you know they're not going to scam you (laughs) plus you gotta think about it it was a good cause it wasn't about the shirt no it was a good cause it was a good so, cost, so I'm just saying because it's been like what a month. <laughs> they do it. They do it once a year. Yeah, yeah. it's been a month, I think. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was around Christmas. I actually forgot about it until you mentioned accent Ledge. I was like, oh shit, my shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's also kind of the magic of it. You forget about it, and one day it just shows up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's not like their normal shirts where they order them ahead of time and then they sell them because they didn't want to sell out. They wanted to raise as much money as they possibly could. Can I just buy like something on clearance and then I'm eligible to do the competition? Yeah. Okay, cool. You just have to buy like one thing and technically you don't it doesn't it doesn't like check whether you've bought anything. I mean you can literally go on there and buy fucking creatine if you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just gonna buy a a sample. <laughs> so I mean you can go to fucking products, you can you can go to the um the basics, right? Mm-hmm. And you can buy a thing of omegas or CLAs or some glutamine or your mama's lemonade. Some creatine or you can buy, you know, whatever you want. Or what is the other one? Your mama's cream pie? <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's not your mom's cream pie. <laughs> it's your mom's sweet peach. Oh, sweet peach. But they do have a, a cream, <laughs> they do have a cream pie flavor. 
Um, <laughs> creep out your mom. <laughs> but yeah, you just they just want because I mean if you think about it, this is a supplement company that's running a free you know, the places like Redcon and stuff like that, they charge in seventy five dollars plus you have to buy shit to get in. Or I guess or you can buy shit to get in. You have to either buy a stack or you have to pay seventy five bucks. Which means you're either paying seventy five bucks or you're paying a hundred to two hundred dollars to enter a contest, right? With them, they're doing it for free. They're doing no, I get it, bro. I was but just... but the reason that the supplement company is doing it is it's also not only is it giving back, but it's also so they can use it as advertisement, right? Because they don't they don't do advertising. I don't know if you've ever noticed that or not, but they don't actually sell ads. I was surprised that they have a they they're on every, GNC. Yeah, GNC and Vitamin Shop. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything that's dealt with advertisements. You won't see a headline about them. You won't see anything like that. They do everything by word of mouth and by going into stores. Go buy their stuff. So, accessledge.com, code Shanzi10. 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 Anything else, Sean? That's all I got, man. Well, that was a good recap. Yeah, and let's say goodbye to 2021, finally. I mean, what's the what's big... That's what I don't get with people that is like, oh my god, twenty twenty one is no, gone. No, 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 You're 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 you got it wrong. Okay. I love twenty twenty one. I had a great fucking No, year. I'm not saying you, I'm saying no, people I agree. in general. Fuck those people. They're a bunch of fucking Oh my god, twenty twenty. Oh my god, twenty twenty one. They're a bunch of negative Nancy's who also set the tone for their twenty twenty two and that they're gonna be saying is a shitty year also. You know why? It's not the year. It's sit- you. Because they're sitting still. That's why. It's not the year. It's you. You're shitty. Sorry, somebody had to say it. Facts, baby. So facts don't care about I'm your feelings. Ready to get 2021 out of the rearview mirror because 2022 is about to be lit as fuck. 2022 looks more peachy, so I'd rather look forward. Yes. <laughs> so and yeah, uh, man, we're done with the fucking recap series. And next week we're going to be talking about fake alpha shit. Oh wait, so is, so this Wednesday. Is this recap? The last recap, yeah. Oh, fuck. I was excited to listen to the fake alpha because that one had a lot of fucking good information. Yeah. Thing is, like, the last one was great. It's still going to come out. Don't worry. Bro, but I. Sorry, guys, if this is confusing. We just recorded two podcasts, but we recorded them backwards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it makes more sense to put the recap out. I know. Okay. But the one from Fake well, fake alphas, it was fucking lit. So next week. <laughs> so you're going to hear Fake the- alpha, false feminism, household shit, you know? Yeah. Well, guys, with that being said, my name is Eddie. You can follow me at on Instagram at... In- oh, fuck. Again, <laughs> my name is Eddie. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore... Not Eddie Garcia underscore. Again, underscore. Not Eddie Garcia underscore. And you can follow Shanzi at... At that MF Shanzi. At that motherfucker Shanzi. And you can follow the Info Greatness uh, Instagram at... At Info Greatness. Easy. Easy Guys, if you have questions, if you have any recommendations, if you just want to talk to us, tell us that we're assholes, just do it. Comment other shit. Send us messages. Just do it. Go ahead. I'll call you stupid and block you right away. Yeah. 
Negative bitches get no attention in 22, baby. You got on my nerves. I'm just going to delete you. But guys, on a serious note, go kill it. Fucking New Year. It's the second week of the... Damn, we're almost done with January, bro. It's going to be the third week. This is the third week of January. We're almost done with January. What yep. the fuck have you done with your life? It comes out on the 19th. So I hope, I hope you motherfuckers are killing it. And I know you are. If you're listening, well if way. you're listening to this podcast, I know you are. So, love you guys. Take it easy. See you in the next one. Peace. Ten. 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 Ah! Oh!